Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. I love cheese too much. I don't like eating the same things over and over again. I've just been trained to have meat at every meal. Popeyes, fried chicken, and bacon. These are all of the reasons people have listed that they are reluctant about transitioning to a plant-based diet, aka veganism or vegetarianism. And today we're going to talk about some of the stigmas and bad reps that vegan and vegetarianism seems to get in the world today. Some of the stereotypes that come along with being plant-based and whether or not they're actually true. But first, wait, what? Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, what? I got to wait what good enough for the both of us. And this is actually what inspired this topic. Okay. So I was listening, not listening, I was at the gym again, of course, because that's the only place I get all my news. And so this news story came across the screen and it said that parole testers um, barged into a Chick-fil-A down okay. in Florida and they were protesting because Chick-fil-A, first of all, was completely out of line. Ch- Chick-fil-A was having a cow appreciation day. What? Wrap your brain around that, first of all. Wait, wait. Okay. So Chick-fil-A was celebrating. Chicken filet. So that's not a cow. Okay. Yeah, Chick-fil-A, they only sell chicken sandwiches. Okay. So they were celebrating a cow appreciation day. Why? Um, I guess just to celebrate that they don't kill cows, which just seems completely. We don't, yeah, we ain't killing everybody. We're just, killing <laughs> we're just killing chickens, but whatever. So they were having a cow appreciation day and some um, animal rights activists. But the the news headline said vegans. So the news headline said vegans storm a Chick-fil-A in Florida (laughs) (laughs) protesting Kyle Appreciation Day. But wait a minute. This is where it gets ugly. So the vegans and or animal rights activists were dressed up as cows and chickens (laughs) and they barged into the restaurant laid down on the floor like they were dead and then somebody came in with a bloody knife and started stabbing them. Absolutely not. <laughs> I swear. That did not happen. I, I mean, it was fake. They, I know, I know, I know. But they were acting like they was killing them. But it happened in real life, though. Like, they were, what do you mean it was fake? The the blood, the knife was oh, fake. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that part. But th- yeah. this really happened, like the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, this, I couldn't believe it. I, I was reading it on the screen. I was like, no, this can't be true. So I Googled it to read further. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous <laughs> I'm like, come on, fellow vegans. Y'all making us look real bold right. out here. And crazy. Yeah. So they wearing chicken and cow masks and cow. And because and Chick-fil-A, <laughs> Chick-fil-A was like, it's cow appreciation day. So anybody who dresses up as a cow gets a free meal today. I get a free. The I don't know who. Thing. I don't know who's more ridiculous, Chick Fil A or the the De- protesters. Definitely Chick Fil A, but <laughs> they are they are in close second. So they they dressed up as animals, laid down on the ground in the middle of the restaurant, and had the other people stab them with a fake bloody knife, like you're killing the animals. <laughs> Girl, I was like, wait, well, my what? Thing is, like, why they choose Chick Fil A? Because because of Kyle Appreciation Day. They you know they was like. Y'all doing cow appreciation. I guess they were just trying to take advantage of the whole hookup. Because it definitely was a high traffic day. If you're giving away free meals just to wear a cow suit. Right. You know. Oh, um, we got your cow suit, basically. We got your cow suit. And so people were saying that uh, some of the customers were, thought it was funny at first. And then when they came in with this bloody knife and started stabbing each other. <laughs> sounds so stupid. Um, they were like <laughs> covering up their kids. I like, you're frightening the kids. Like some of the kids started crying. People like, we just want to finish our chicken sandwich. We just wanted this free. It was a whole debacle. (laughs) Girl, the vegans is out of control. I said, y'all making us look real silly. Chick-fil-A, though, dress up like a cow for uh, Cow Appreciation Day to get this dead dead chicken. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't. No, nah, everybody. Ain't that backwards? I was like, it's the audacity confusing. of having a cow appreciation day. It was so weird to me. And you're a chicken like restaurant. Chickens don't matter. Like chickens deserve to die, but y'all really need to, you know, salute those cows. <laughs> <laughs> what in the devil is the world coming to? Like own it. You are contributing to killing, you know, our our living organisms on this earth too. Cows ain't no better than chickens. Wow. Girl, even child, in the animal world, is cl- you, you can get that chicken. Yeah. You can come get this chicken. Yeah, wow. even in the animal world, clearly it's classism and um, privilege. Yeah, but we shouldn't <laughs> play into that. You know, they that's their world. We shouldn't play into that. You know what I mean? So that just got me thinking, though, about, you know, ever since we became vegan, we've been slapped with so many labels and things that right. people expect us to do, things people don't expect us to do. And there are so many stigmas that comes with transitioning to a plant-based diet. So I just wanted to talk about a few of them because I'm just like... It's so many. It's so many. Um, and, and most of my clients, everybody knows, I still eat fish every now and then. And I remember when I posted that in our in our Clean Plate Club and somebody's like, Lisa, you eat fish? Yes, and I still consider myself vegan. I don't I don't know. What's your definition of vegan? Do you feel like I do feel it has like to be all vegan. or nothing? I've, if you're going to claim that title, I do feel like it's all or nothing. But, like, you and I went to, um, where did we go? Peace of Popolis mm-hmm. a few months ago. And out of a whole entire year. No, that was sex time. Yeah, I hadn't had any type of seafood or anything. Just complete, complete vegan food. Uh-huh. And you introduced me to this um, pizza that just had shrimp. And crab on there, no cheese or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I ate it. Like, okay, I do still consider myself vegan. Even uh, This is one time in this one year. Like, I don't feel like it strips your title away. Just like if you consider yourself a minister and you miss a Sunday. Like, you're still a minister. Mm-hmm. Or you're still into the church. Or you're still saved. Or you're still, like, one weekend or one day or does not strip you of your title. But it seems like when you do that with being vegan or being vegetarian, you're automatically like stripped of this title. When even though you're 99.9% of the time, right? you know, that's the way you eat. So, but, but I do get it. People think because they think it's a mental thing, like, oh, you're vegan. That means you absolutely detest. Right. Um, so what are you like, what are you doing? If you are vegan, I mean, you detest fish or you detest shrimp or you detest all these things. And like you said, even now you, um, still crave chicken every now and then. No, I don't crave chicken. You don't crave chicken no more? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Oh, you like, oh, no, 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 no. I never touch chicken. But a piece no, of I salmon. No, you don't touch it, but I'm just saying. No, crazy. I don't crave chicken. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, even like, I don't know, because when I go past Buffalo Wild Wings, I still be like, I, it I, smell I hit good. The, I hit that. <laughs> I hit that. <laughs> it smells. And so, like, barbecue will smell good to it's me. It's the garlic parmesan, like, when before I start, um, no. <laughs> the like, specific garlic parmesan. De- definitely. Like, before um, I started eating, you know, and went vegetarian or whatever, I used to be at Buffalo Wild Wings, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. And that was my favorite thing. So, even, like, but it takes me to be really hungry. Mm-hmm. If I've had something to eat or something, I don't crave it. But, like, if I'm hungry and I want something to eat and I smell chicken, uh, specifically Buffalo Wild Wings, or specifically buffalo chicken, like, at Fridays or something, I smell mm. buffalo, the hot sauce on it. Yeah, I would still be like, that smells good. So, I... Wouldn't touch chicken with a ten foot, a thousand foot pole, right? Um, and maybe only eat fish maybe a couple times a year. Like I haven't touched it since that time, but yeah, I still think that it um, it surprises people. Like, yeah. oh, okay, so how are you still vegan? Right, you know what I mean, right, right. And um, I think it also matters the reason you transition to becoming vegan or vegetarian because place, a lot yeah. of people believe that. Um, if you're vegan, you are an animal rights activist, mm-hmm. you know, and that, you know, and I, I do have compassion now. I have way more compassion than I have yeah. before because I started. Because you, you start getting educated when you start re- doing the research and stuff like that. Yeah, I I get it. You, you by default, become an animal activist when you um, become vegan because... You learn more. Yeah. And you naturally, just by being vegan, start protecting the animals. Yep. You know, naturally, even if that wasn't your intention, you naturally start protecting the animals because you are vegan. Um, But some people specifically Mm -hmm. become vegan 
for that reason. And so they would never, 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 ever because right. they're like, hey, no, they're compassionate. But we're all like, no, we trying to, we we bought this fit life, right? And health and, and we ain't trying to die and cholesterol and all these different toxins that they put in this meat and all these different things. So right. it, it do, definitely depends on the reason. Yeah, and like I'll never buy any more leather. I'll never buy any more leather, but I won't stop wearing the, the one what, you what I have. Right. right, I got some bomb leather jackets right. that I'm gonna continue to wear. You know, I had already done the damage before I transitioned, but I wouldn't buy any more now. Um, and so there's definitely several compassionate things that I just can't ignore. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I could never go back to eating meat at all. And I'm at, and I am trying to wean myself like off the fish so I can just be completely done with it. But I do still have it a couple times a month. Um, but that's just because, and that's strictly a compassion thing. Mm -hmm. That's strictly compassion. I don't necessarily feel like, even though fish does have a high amount of cholesterol, um, I don't feel like, you know, it's a health risk as much as, as much as it's a compassion thing. So it's weird though. Um, I know, but one of the things um, I do always like to specify when I tell someone I'm vegan is that I'm plant-based, which is totally different because a lot of people who don't eat meat and dairy are not necessarily plant-based. Right. And plant-based strictly means that you lead your meals with plants and you intentionally are eating whole foods versus a ton of processed or prepackaged foods. Um, when we asked a question on Facebook recently about reasons why people were reluctant to transition to a plant-based diet, yeah. I remember one of the very first comments was, I tried it and it tastes like rubber or something, she said. And I was mm -hmm. like, wait, your first time trying vegan food was some processed substitute, yeah. substitute meat? So, like, and so a lot of people, I believe, have this idea in their head that vegan food are these substitutes Tofu, and right, yeah. and meat Definitely. replacement things. And so when you try going plant-based versus trying to compare a vegan sausage to a regular sausage, it makes a world of a difference. Yeah, definitely. So if you're thinking about like, oh, I want to be vegan, so let me eat this vegan processed cheese that they, that they say tastes just like cheese versus, you know, being plant-based, like, oh, okay, they, they mean like vegetables and things like that. It's a whole different, it's two, it's actually two, and they need a whole new name for, um, you know, people who eat processed food. Because I wouldn't necessarily call them vegan. It's just the absence of meat. I agree. It's the absence of uh, animals. But it still brings its own problems with being uh, all these preservatives and all this sodium and all this, um, yep. these different things that are not plant-based, are not from the earth, are modified, genetically modified, are manufactured, and all these different things. Are so just as not, unhealthy as the, whatever is substituting. Yeah, uh, it's it's a particular line that people Franken foods just meat beyond meat. Oh yeah, beyond meat. People love beyond meat, and it's totally garbage. It's yeah. totally garbage. Somebody just asked me about beyond meat burgers last week, and I had to tell them like it's full of soy colorants, fillers. I don't even know if there's any real food in the doggone thing. I don't know either. Um, and so just beware, guys. Like if you're thinking about transitioning to a plant based diet, you're interested in it. Um, the thing that did, does it and did it for us was education 100%. Not necessarily just trying to have the title or knowing meat is bad is not enough. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, the World Health Organization just came out and finally um, said publicly that meat is one of the leading causes of, of cancer. Um, meat is so, it's just a horrible carcinogen. But... So don't just try to think about removing meat, but think about adding the good. And I think sometimes we focus so heavily on what we can't eat that we don't pay much attention to what we do eat as far mm -hmm. as it being real sustenance that your body needs to thrive. Because you, you've also heard about vegans being like underweight or too skinny or, you know, malnourished. Right. And those are not always plant-based vegans. The, yeah. And not to mention, it, it, it all depends on how much, how frequently, like... I've seen some underweight, malnourished people who eat meat, you know, just like right. you said, people think that when you eat plant-based that you don't have all this variety. Well, you eat meat and you don't have all this variety. Right. So a lot of the same type of people, whether they're vegan or vegetarian or they eat meat, they they typically have the same type of problem. Yeah. Like me, I would skip a lot of meals when I eat meat. I skip a lot of meals now. Right. You know, if yep. you are into recipes when you eat meat, you're going to be into recipes when you are go vegan. Right. Like the same who you are is who you are, and it doesn't really change once you become vegan. Like the only thing that I say will change 
is if you decide you want to be healthy. And that would change what basically how you cook. Yes. It would leave out the garbage, mm-hmm. but you will replace the garbage with things that um, that your body needs yep. to, pro- to progress, evolve, or, you know, to, to grow and to, to stay healthy. So you'll still have these delicious meals. Like, I remember you made me that uh, lasagna. Was it lasagna? Mm-hmm. Man, lasagna. that goes down in history. <laughs> it, it was filled with nothing but just healthy um, whole foods. Yep. And it was so good. It was so hearty. Lentils, eggplant. I made ricotta cheese out of tofu. Um, there was not even any lasagna noodles in it. That was the eggplant. Man. Yep. I love that recipe. so good. Yeah. And, 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 and so it's so interesting. Let's talk about real quickly though, the side effects of being vegan vegetarian is with, with regard to your cognitive and emotional. Okay. So functioning. Um, well, first, because I was talking to my daughter just today, and she was begging me to get um, buy some, because I made some pasta the other day, mm-hmm. that ended up going bad, because they wouldn't eat it without cheese. My son and my daughter would not eat it without cheese, and it ended up going bad. Wow. And so when I went to the grocery store today, she's like, um, can you go get some cheese? And I was like, actually, um, outside of pizza, I'm not going to take pizza from you guys. I was like, I'm going to still allow you guys to eat pizza, but outside of pizza... You guys won't be eating cheese anymore. I was like, I did. I, I mean, I'm really thinking about the impact of cheese on your health. Mm-hmm. I was like, did you know that I used to think that you were supposed to get a cold every year? I I thought like every year I used to think like I'm I'm gonna get a cold. I know uh, I wonder when I'm gonna get my cold because I get a cold every year. Wow, one or even more, one to three colds per a year. Wow. Um, I was like, Mark, do you know I have not since I went vegan? I have not had a cold in over a year. I have not had a cold. The most I had is sniffle for a couple of days. My nose have not been stopped up. I have not had any, you, you're not supposed, like I have not been sick at all. Living in chronic dysfunction and thinking and thought, you're supposed to. I thought to. it was normal. Yeah. Like the, the, the winter time come around, you get colds. Like I honestly thought that was normal. And I realize now that that's not normal. I haven't been sick in over a year. Literally. So, I was telling her, so, like, you know, I got to do the same for you guys. It's no good if I'm doing this and and I'm not doing it. Because one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't start younger. So, all of the stuff that I've had, you know, my body still has to deal with. Who knows what price I have to pay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's another thing with being vegan and vegetarian. People are like, look at her. She got sick. She got cancer. There's no telling what price you're paying. That's a very good point. what you did all those years. Like, I didn't start eating healthy till I was 30, what, 5 or 36. Right. Yeah. That's 35, 36 years of garbage that was in my body. That's the first thing people yelled out when Prince died, and he was vegan. You know what I mean? Like, people kill me acting like we are supposed to live forever, and if we don't, it didn't pay off. It wasn't worth it. Nope. You could have been eating. And that's another, that's another, like, stereotype. People think we're, we're sacrificing something. Like, what... It's not yeah. worth it to do that if you're not going to live forever. I'm like, not worth what? Like, they don't think we enjoy it or that they act like we want to eat beef and pork and bacon. It feels so good to load your car up with things that um, that you need. Yes. Like, it feels so good that everything that you put in your car and take out and put in your refrigerator and consume, it feels good to your emotion. It, it, like, emotionally, it yeah. helps. Because I'm, I'm like, I just love the fact that I'm doing what needs to be done for myself. And yes. I'm not giving into this um, whole environmental thing or this whole environmental influence because it's so easy because it's a McDonald's and it's a Burger King and it's a Taco Bell and it's a Wendy's and it's a Little Caesars and all these different things on every corner. And I'm bypassing it all, going to the grocery store, like, no, I'm not living my life that way. Emotionally, emotionally it makes you stronger. Like, I feel more confident because I'm worth this effort. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know that I don't have to do this, mm-hmm. but I'm worth it. So, you know, no, it's it, it's not, that isn't a big, uh, it's like people, yeah, like you said, people really think you sacrifice it. So, like, no, I honestly don't want to do that. Right, like, we struggle every day to yeah. eat plants. Like, oh, I promise <laughs> you we don't. And we actually crave them. Do you ever crave vegetables? 
Man, I got an eggplant today. I'm like, I cannot wait to make this eggplant parmesan. Like, I'm a, <laughs> I cannot wait to bake this eggplant and put this like tomato sauce on it and make the green beans. Like, I'm literally looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm literally looking like forward to it. Like, we genuinely enjoy our food. Yeah, and I do. You, and I you, really do. and you don't eat the same things over and over again. And it's actually, I actually highly discourage you from eating the same things over and over again. And we've talked about that plenty of times on many other episodes, but. Um, we enjoy our food and we look forward to our food. It's not a struggle. I know for me, man, my memory has improved tremendously. Mm-hmm. My clarity and my creativity mm-hmm. is just off the charts. Ever since I transitioned to a plant-based diet, it's like I'm a totally different person. My patience is is crazy. Like I'm like, who am I right now? Like, why am I not getting out trying to stab this yeah, person who just cut me off? Has definitely. Um... Yeah, my patience has 10x. Um, and I think my personality has just shifted and changed. Course, I'm yeah. way more um, tolerant of a lot of things that I wasn't tolerant of before. And I attribute that solely to what I'm putting into my diet. I think I heard somebody say one time that no serial killer has ever been vegan or somehow I was cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but that's true. Like, I promise you, you animals. Right. <laughs> the animals you become yeah, yeah, and I mentioned that several times before that you really do absorb the spirits of the animals you eat, and it sounds really extreme and you know too far, but it's totally not. And for you not to believe that what you put in your body doesn't doesn't have an impact on something other than your waistline is completely wrong. Like what you put in your body, just like with sex, let who you let inside of you or who you go inside of touches you way more than physically and. Um, so just like with your diet, it's something to be held in high regard and taken very seriously. Um, but that's just the way I feel about it. Yeah. And it's been, um, researched and researched. It's, it's more than just what you feel. It's, it's a theory. It's been, um, substantiated throughout the time through people who have done their, you know, put, put their footwork behind all of these different thoughts and all these different hypotheses and all these different things. Like it's not just what we believe. Like this has been tested and proved yes it's not it ain't just what me and lisa think right (laughs) and i and i have to tell people that like i you know i know i seem like i go off the cuff a lot because it's off the top of the dome when you when you know it you don't gotta go hold on let me go grab a book so it seems like it's off the top of the dome right but no this this is how we've literally studied and literally you know people have researched and and then we read the documentaries i mean you know listen to documentaries and read the books and the article and did all this stuff so all the things that we say it's not just because we think them right this this is literally a these are facts mm-hmm. this is scientifically proved um i was tagged in um well first let's let's go <laughs> let's go on some of the things that um, rattle off some of the things people think believe about being vegan. Okay, my thing is we're we're unhappy. We you what? Know, I never heard that one. Not in a way you're happy, you're unhappy, you're miserable. But like you just said, people think that we we suffer. Oh so yeah, that's yeah. One. And then yeah. Um, another one is um, think you're unhappy. Think you eat the same oh, things over and over. Think we don't have cheat meals. Like, I was like, I went out and I went to uh, Hard Rock Cafe Mm -hmm. and had fried cauliflower Mm -hmm. with barbecue. It tastes just like, I don't know. I've been, I haven't had meat in so long that I think it tastes just like, it probably don't taste remotely, but still very delicious. Yeah. Um, Cauliflower with onion rings. I was like, there's nothing, there was nothing remotely healthy about about that meal. Yeah. They really think that you just eat like rabbit food. Like, no, we still have cheese meal. People like, how can you have a cheese meal and it's not a cheeseburger? (laughs) Like how? Easy. You eat a, a big old bowl full of pasta or you eat something that's fried or you eat, you or know, a bunch of processed, processed Franken food. Yeah, that's it's not it's a lot. It's a lot of vegan garbage. Yeah, so it's a lot of vegan garbage that you can eat. So that's one of the things. Um, oh yeah, like you said, frail. What's another one? <laughs> frail. Um, I don't know. There's just so many. One of the things that I think it led to for us too was a higher consciousness. Um, just even about what we don't just put in, but on our bodies. I was just. More and more these days, I look and admire my skin, like my my arms and my chest and things. And it really, really is glowing. And I am just always so impressed with how 
how clear and good my skin is and i and i know for a fact that you can tell how healthy somebody is on um the inside by how their skin looks on the outside and because skin our skin is the largest organ on our bodies you know someone's skin is the first indicator of how well they take care of themselves and so when i i wear my skin like pride because it's it's proof that I genuinely, you know, have cleaned up my insides. And so your skin makes all the difference. And that was one of my first indicators to me as far as the, seeing the change in myself when I switched over to a plant-based diet. Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest change for me was just caring about every single thing. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no aspect that, that concerns my health or my family's health that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest change for me. Like, no, I care about what goes on your body. I care about I care about what goes into your body. I care about what goes into your mind. I care about, like, the environment. Like, I, it's like how it just eating healthy and exercising made it a pathway to just caring, being just conscious. Just mm-hmm. conscious. Just conscious. You know, about, you could just, just level it off with that. Just, yeah. I would just became conscious yep. like wow you know mate you know i shouldn't do this because it's bad for the environment and i shouldn't do this because it's bad and you know stop putting like you said poison on my skin and i got rid of all the lotions the jergens and all the mm-hmm. all those stuff and just got coconut oils and the the organic um shea butters with you know infused mango real mango and stuff right. like that like what you want in your body and outside but then more importantly what goes into your mind i think that was the that's big the thing biggest too. one right you there know, we start listening to different things and listening to podcasts and listen to and meditating and yes it, it just it has been a whirlwind of just positivity mm-hmm. that was in, intentional yep and, and progression like mm-hmm. you just become way more enlightened mm-hmm. and connected to the earth um and you're able to see and hear and think clearer like you and i have always just had some type of connection where like we you know say the same things at the same right. times or finish each other's sentences but i swear now it's like even when we're not together i know when we're thinking the same thing like you'll text me something i'm like oh i was just thinking uh-huh. that or gonna yeah, say that yeah. we do it all the time and when you clear all of that mucus and toxins and poisons out of your brain and out of your body, that literally makes you available to uh, elevate on a higher le- level with the vibrations of the earth. And that's how you're able to connect with other humans better. Like, I mean, this is a real thing. Like, you're able to genuinely connect mm-hmm. with other humans better once you clear up your inside. What did you tell me that time when you say people like wear the same color or something or something like that? They were <laughs> in some type of synchronization because of the vibrations and stuff. And I was like, and then I was looking at you like, girl, whatever. And then two days later, somebody proved it. Like, oh yeah, the better you eat, the clearer your body is. The more, <laughs> the more you synchronize. Um, with the vibrations of like your people, the people uh-huh. in your life. We saw two people walking downtown, two guys, and then you could tell they were kind of pretty good friends. And then, and they were dressed really similarly, same color mm-hmm. shirt, same color pants. And it, you know, it clearly was not like a uniform for a job. They just had on like work slacks and stuff. And um, I was somebody said something. I was like, oh no, they probably just yeah. <laughs> elevate on the higher letter. I think I even read an article or something. I, yeah, and I was rolling my eyes like, here we go. Because I try not to get pulled into too much. <laughs> Man, a day later, I was like, she was right. They was on. They eat. They they must have been eating clean. <laughs> they must have been eating clean. It's a real thing, man. It is really a real thing, and um, it's one of the best decisions I think I've ever made. How do you feel about when you hear about a vegan or vegetarian going back to me after years, like ten? Or, I've had a I had a client that was vegetarian for ten years and then just went back to eat meat. I don't understand how the fear alone, the fear alone, because I went to, uh, not Chipotle, uh, Qdoba, uh-huh. and I got a rice bowl, and um, I got some beans and all this stuff in it, and when I had a couple bites, and then I felt something chewy, and I immediately spit it out, looked in my hand, and it, it was chicken. Oh. Man, I almost had to pull up on the side of the road. And I just the thought of that, I was like, well, I wonder what if I got sick. Right. Like, I don't know, in my head, I'm like, well, I probably would get so, because every time somebody asks me, I'm like, I think I'll get so sick, I'll die. Like, I don't think I could eat, I, I would be too afraid uh, to eat chicken. I think right. I would be, I think I would really get so sick. But beyond that, the thought alone of just consuming 
a chicken or a cow or a turkey after years of not? It's right. crazy. Yeah, and so many people go back. And How? I don't get How I don't know. Eating this just vegetables such a bloody I know my one client said she was in Ireland on vacation and they you know, their famous stew. Uh, I think it's made with lamb or beef, and she really wanted to try the national dish of Ireland, and so she did. And so she, why didn't she just try it and go back on back to her? And what's crazy is when she tried it, she said she got definitely sick. Like, it ruined the rest of her trip. She was so sick, but then she just continued to eat meat. Really? Yep. She said it did make her horribly sick. Yeah, that's what I think that will happen. And she just continued to eat meat, and I was like, wow. And then another one of my clients, she used to be vegan. She said she was vegan for years, and she said she was just sick all the time. And so she she said she's just much healthier eating meat, she feels like. Oh, she must have had the absence of meat, but not the presence of plants. That's what I think. I, yeah. That's what I think, too. I think she, um, but shoot, she made me some uh, homemade kombucha this week, so I ain't mad at her. Hey, Tracy. <laughs> So, so yummy. Kombucha tea is supposed to be really, really healthy for you. So, and it tastes so yummy. It's, she gave me the pineapple ginger. Um, and you got to, it's, it's a whole process because I was going to make it myself until I researched how to make it. And um, But kombucha is really, really healthy for you. Um, it's just fermented black tea, but it's, it's a living organism that you have to grow and let bottle for days. It's a whole process. Um, but, so she makes that and... She bought me a bottle yesterday, but yeah, she she's like, I went back to eating meat after being vegan for a while, and I was like, wow. Yeah, I don't think I could do the um, not even fish. Like I can do it maybe once every few months, a piece of fish, but I think that's as far as I could ever go. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, never say never. I can honestly never. I can say I honestly will never touch a piece of chicken or a piece of turkey or a cow. Ever in my life until the day I die. Yes, I can declare that right now. <laughs> right now. So talking about never say never, let's talk really quick about some things you can definitively say about your life. Because I remember when I was in Dallas a few uh, months ago, <laughs> I was uh, at, in Dallas for a client's bridal shower. And she we she works in a healthcare profession. She's a pharmacist, actually. She has a PhD. She's a pharmacist. And we were talking about health, and I don't know why we started talking about pneumonia. And I was like, oh, I would never get pneumonia. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, hands down, like, you can't say that. And I was like, I think I kind of can. It's my life. I know how <laughs> I, how I uh, train my body and my immune system. I was like, no, I'm never going to get pneumonia. They're like, this could happen, this mm -hmm. could happen. Mm -hmm. I'm like, sure it can, but I ain't getting pneumonia. Like, oh, I can list like five things I can, I'm never going to get. Right, I don't understand what's wrong with, like, I'm never going yeah. to, like, what you said, I'm blood never, pressure? I'm never going to have high blood pressure. Never. I'm never going to be overweight. Never. I'm never going to be diabetic. Never. I'm never, uh, what's another one? I know those three things. It was another one. But yeah, diabetic, high blood pressure. I know I'm never going to have heart disease. The number one killer in America is, uh, is heart disease. And yeah. I will never have heart disease. Like, I can say it without a shadow of a doubt. I would never allow <laughs> plaque to build up around my arteries and tighten my blood vessels. I don't know what to tell you. Right, because you weren't, because we were already not born. You know how some people are born and their father had, like, heart, like, heart issues? Uh -huh. Like, I've already bypassed that. Right. Oh, ain't no gene in the, ain't no gene. Ain't no gene in the matrix. And I'm so, not saying it's not down the road, but... No, I'm not going to express that gene. I'm <laughs> no, not going to. It's not never, going to happen. Not, I'm not. I mean, I can to. say that with a capital N. Yeah, never. I'm never going to have these I things. You, I can say it with a capital N E V E R. Like, no, 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 no. My never has a first name. Yeah. And it's N E V E R. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, never. Definitively. And I don't see anything wrong with saying it. And they were just arguing with me back and forth. Because like, you could seems, get pneumonia. It really seems really arrogant to say that. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's really arrogant. Like. Is it? Yeah. I'm very arrogant about my health. I'll take that. I don't even think that's an insult. I'll take it. I have a huge chip on my shoulder about my health. Like, are you, I'm never going to get caught with anything. And not, none of it. Kidneys, none of it. <laughs> None of it is not happening. You got to inject me with something. You show better check the circuit. Yeah, well, I, okay, I'm going to take that never on the table. The only way is if I lose control over my brain and somebody else controls my food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a car accident or something, and now somebody else feeds me? Okay. I must be getting force-fed. Yeah, I'm force-fed. Like, I don't have no choice. <laughs> of which. Other than that, like, you know, if I don't have... 
like an accident where somebody else get, is makes, in control of your. Yeah, yeah. then I'm gonna say that. Because the top, seven out of the top ten leading causes of death are related to nutrition. Seven out of the top ten. And I can't remember what the third one was, but the three that are not related to diet are accidents and suicide. And I can't remember the third one. But seven out of the top ten heart yeah. attack, uh, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, cancer, all related to diet. Absolutely. And, and because we're so aware of that, we can confidently and, say. And definitively say, because, my never has a first name. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm trying to get sick. Sick of it. How you going to tell me what I can't say about my health? Yeah, because, you know, because it sounds like, you know how when people are like, don't put that out there. Cause that right, thing, You know, right. it sounds like almost like you're cursing yourself. Like, I ain't never going to get that baby. Right, right. Like, nope, I can confidently say no. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, uh, Ramirez going to try to, talking about, he wanted me to be more empathetic with overweight people. Which, by the way, I don't need empathy I, because I have knowledge now. I can see somebody 400 pounds and know that they could be coming from 600 pounds. So I don't care what size you are. As long as you put in that work and that effort, like I right. apply do all day, and you could be a size two and sitting on your couch eating bonbons, but you got good genes because your mama and your daddy was slim. So it has nothing to do with. So I don't need empathy. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's knowledge based on why I feel the way I feel. Right. Like no, that person is not putting in any type of effort for their health, and they're trying, not trying to lose weight. And they talking about gastric bypass. That's when I'm just like, okay, I'm over you. Yeah. So yeah, when I see a person that's 300 pounds in the gym getting in, um, hats off. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's hard. It takes so much hard work to stay healthy. It does. It really does. And when you're that big, it's you know people looking. She should have been in the gym a long time ago. Like no, she she is doing what she's supposed to do. Like don't worry about a long time ago. She's here now, or he's here now. Right. So no, I don't frown upon that. Um, whatever size you are, because so I don't need to be. (laughs) You talking about what if you uh would you need to wake up and be really big one day so you can uh, relate. No, you don't. I don't need... No, no I get it. I, no, I 100% get it. Yeah, I get it. Because it, it it was hard, even though I had hundreds of pounds to lose, it was hard to lose my 65. I can't see there being more effort having to be put in because you have more weight to lose. You have to do the exact same things. Like, it, it, it still takes the exact right. amount of energy from me to lose one pound that it takes for a 500 person to lose one pound. You I think it takes it. more energy, honestly. For, for you to lose weight. Oh, yeah, the smaller and healthier you are. Yeah, you it's much harder. Body, like, yeah, I'm used to that. I'm yeah. used to that. Yeah, go you, got, you yeah. got to put your 401k, your kids right. on the line. You got my right arm. You I gave to, you my left. Right. I, what you, what I got to give for this one <laughs> yeah, pound but, to come off? Like a 600-pound person, your body's not used to moving. So it's like, oh, what is that? Okay. It's a shock and it's a, a way shock. to fall right. off. Right, right, right. So I, I just don't like it when people diminish the effort or look at you. and Yeah, and I was just having a conversation with another client today, you know, telling her, about my another client of mine who's trying to gain weight and the myth that you know that's a good problem to have or and I'm like no you don't know how hard it is to gain weight it is really difficult and not to mention how open people are with insulting you yeah you need like you need I mean like all the insults can come and they don't mask them the way they were if you're oh no soon as I say I'm cold I need fat on my body really is that the remedy I don't think so yeah, but so, so right. I don't know to uh, bridge gap. Yeah, because I could just talk about for real. <laughs> you was like, how... no, I was bridging the gap already. <laughs> <laughs> look at well, here, here. You late? Yeah, I mean, you know, we just wanted to keep it short and sweet for you guys, and just hop on real quick just to talk about plant based diets. Because that story about the the ch- uh, Chick Fil A was out of control to me, and I'm just like, wait, what? I'm we get bad names, and when things come up in the press about animal, you know, activists and PETA and Um, I remember hearing a story from the gentleman, um, his last name is Robbins. I've been following him for a while. I forget his first name, but he's actually the son of the founder of Baskin Robbins. And he is now a vegan and he's the founder of a, a, a movement called the Food Revolution. And is actually, uh, he's gained a lot of popularity because he's the son of the founder of Baskin Robbins and he doesn't believe in dairy at all. And he actually turned down millions of dollars being as far as uh, his father leaving him part of the business to pursue food and animal right and activism. Wow. And so I remember hearing him speak one time and he was talking about how he was at, he was doing a talk and he had just released a book. And in the book, 
he referenced some studies that had used animals. Mm -hmm. So he didn't even do the studies themselves, but he had made reference to a few studies that used animals in their studies, right? And somebody stood up in the audience and said, if he does not take those studies out of his book, then they were going to, uh, I don't know if they said kill, but they threatened his son. And they went so far as to name the number of school bus that his son rides. Like, we've been watching your family. And if you don't take this study out of this book, they use animals in their studies, then if you don't retract the whole book. Okay, wait, what was their purpose? Because they they were a part of PETA. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were part of PETA, so they were animal rights activists. And I was just like, that's just another way that vegans and vegetarianism gets a really bad rap for being so extreme Mm -hmm. and outlandish it's like how could you threaten somebody's child's life yeah you're standing up for the lives of Mm -hmm. animals should we just be all (laughs) committed to uh, the longevity of any living organism and but that that was just another one of those extreme stories where it was just like Stop it. You're going too far. Mm-hmm. You know, you stalking his family because of some studies that he referenced in his book. But so it just made me just like, you know, shake my head. And then it does by no means, you know, cause me to feel a certain way about this plant life because I believe by far it is the healthiest I've ever been and ever mm-hmm. will be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm just like, stop it. So that's just what made me want to hop on here and just kind of talk about it a little bit. If you're in the market to transition to a plant-based diet um, or if you're you've heard about you know you've seen witness of the benefits seen witness of the benefits of a plant-based diet don't just you know shake your head at it because you might have tried one vegan dish you know what I'm saying? that's like somebody trying one yeah, vegan chicken yeah. dish and deciding chicken ain't for them like get with somebody who's plant-based and not just you know franken foods or processed foods and really get educated on how to test and prepare meals before you you know decide that it isn't for you yeah um it's so funny my you know my nephew just in my house uh he's 10 and my son is eight and so I was telling my sister because my sister um was like okay because we had left the gym she was like okay I'm about to come get him and I'm like oh no 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 you don't have to come get him I was like um I prefer for him to stay he and actually he can spend a night I was like because when he's here um he keeps my son off my back because mm-hmm. I was like, when he's here, mm-hmm. I mean, when he's not here, my son is like, hey, mom, can we play this game? Hey, mom, can we climb a tree? Hey, mom, can we go running? Hey, mom, can we go bike running? Hey, mom, hey, mom. And she was like, that's because you do those things with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. At four, I'm, I'll be 40 years old this year. And my son still comes to me like, hey, mom, would you climb a tree? Mm-hmm. And it just hit me like, wow, like I really am doing the right thing, not only for me, but mm-hmm. for my family. I was like, that is a big deal that he does come to me and be like, hey, mom, let's, right, let's, I want to go skating. You going to skate with me? That's my, a hey, huge mom. deal. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. And it, it didn't hit me to that moment. Like, wow, you wow. know, that is really um, special, you know, because really 40, I'll be 40 years old. And I'm not saying that. Oh, 40 years old is so much, but in our in our society, in our culture, people have like pretty much given up um, being agile and you know being, you know, just all those things that come with fitness, yes. not just being healthy, like but just being like fit, yeah, you know, and going out there running and you know jumping hurdles and literally jumping hurdles, yeah, and and just you know skiing and all that stuff is usually the other the other race, yeah, you know. Um, that's out there doing that, like in their society, that's norm, the norm. But for us, it's not. It's not. So activity yeah, is like, just not a value system. Yeah. So I was like, wow, yeah, that is that is really cool. But it yeah, is. But yeah, but don't come pick your son up though. I'm gonna need that break. <laughs> <laughs> Mom ain't running this week. Nah, I, you know, y'all can go ahead and climb the tree, little boys. Climb the tree. Mom ain't climb the tree this weekend. <laughs> I kind of are. We kind of already glazed over it, but how do you bridge the gap between a plant-based life and your career as an entrepreneur or as a nine to fiver? Um, bridging the gap is our segment where we make the direct correlation between today's topic 
and your business and or career. And we kind of already talked about it. I just, in my business, when I transitioned to a plant-based diet, I literally had way more fuel to perform. Mm -hmm. And it made a world of difference. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, especially when you're a new entrepreneur and you're trying to build from the ground up, which I still am, you know, it requires longer hours. It requires better concentration. It requires a, a, a great memory. It requires you to be able to perform and show up for your clients in a certain way. And so when you're functioning at your optimal health and at your best, and when you're feeling great, when you're able to get up in the morning and train a client at five or 6 a.m. and go all the way to the evening, you know, and then have a personal life and then have a family life and, and do everything you need to do, you have to be able to walk, run, hop, skip, write, drive, and stay alert and be sharp. You know, a lot of us are used to maybe standing our, on our feet for seven or eight hours and going home and sitting on the couch and not mm -hmm. moving again until it's time to do it again the next day. Right. Um, and transitioning to a plant-based diet helped me to avoid that. Mm -hmm. You know, my knees are healthy. My back is healthy. I don't have chronic pain. I'm not on any medications. Um, I don't get colds that prevent me from being able to work. Right. Right. My immune system is on 10 and a plant based diet has literally I've seen the direct impacts in my career and, and on my bottom line. I've seen directly the impacts on my health in my bank account, you know, so, you know, transitioning to a plant based diet or any healthy um, habit that helps you to perform better is literally how your business will begin to thrive because it can't thrive if you aren't. Exactly. Um, I would just say self-control. Two words. Self-control. That should be a whole nother yeah. episode. Um, self-control. It, it's so amazing. Like, once you learn self-control, because the diet is the hardest thing. Oh, hands you, down. Because your body craves it. It's like, ooh, I want cookie. Ooh, I want this. But once you say no, no, you don't need. You, you can control yourself in any aspect. Yes. No, I'm not going. If you're dating, no, I won't um, let anyone disrespect me. No, I won't let. So, and, and in the workforce, no, I'm not going to take an extra five minutes. No, I said I'm going to take. Like, it, you control yourself. Mm -hmm. You control. You have self-control. I remember when people would be, like, super sleepy. <laughs> and I, I'm so, like, anal about the whole health thing. I'm like, how are you sleepy after 15 minutes? You didn't control your body enough to know how to wake up? Like, really? <laughs> like, you, you don't know how to... Um, do what you need to take for your for your body. You don't know how to control your body. Mm. Like drink some tea, um, do some squats. You know, do something for like self. You can control your body so much, and you can control your mind because they work in synchronization. Oh yeah. But I realize if you you're not eating healthy, they they're not working in synchronization. Mm. Your body, your mind is over here, and your body is because your body wants healthy things. It yep. always craves healthy things deep down inside, but on the surface level, your mind is telling you your another mind thing. is telling you another thing. Mm -hmm. So when you eat healthy, they work together, mm -hmm. which means when you're at work, you can focus on what you need to focus on because you said so. Yes, I'm I'm gonna sit here two hours, focus on this because I said so, and I'm in control. I do what I need to do because I'm in control of my life. I'm in control of my body. Yes. and I'm in control of my mind. Yeah. So yeah, it, the number one thing when it comes to work and health is self discipline self-control doing what you need to do because you are in the driver's seat i know i say that a lot driver's seat you know uh lisa and i joked before with some people are in the trunk like they don't even <laughs> don't even know what city they in like wherever you drop me off is wherever you drop me off like you ain't even in a passenger seat fam you're not even you don't even know where you're going don't let food be in control over your life like you know, I was thinking, oh, I haven't hit an analogy in a minute. Oh, <laughs> analogy time. But I was thinking how people go from being supervisors, bosses. People go from being entrepreneurs. Got, they hire people. They come from this in leadership role. You know, they start their own job. Some people are even working as um, an employee, then go from being a boss. Like, they got their life that much under control. And then, and then... They go from being all this to being a slave to food. Mm. You don't even have control of what go. You are completely vict being victimized by companies telling you what you should eat. You are com completely being a slave to what people say is the norm, knowing that it's not. Like, how do you go from this leadership position in life mm -hmm. to being completely um, meek and weak when it comes to taking care of when yourself? When you sit down at the dinner table. When you sit down at the dinner table. Mm. Like... Be strong, mm -hmm. and 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 if you call yourself a strong woman or a strong man, that doesn't that does not make you exempt 
from being strong when it comes to what goes on your plate. You're, because you, you're, you're clearly capable. You're clearly capable. You're, that's the thing. You're, you're clearly, clearly capable. capable. Yeah. Right? Because we all have those areas where we just, for some reason, we can't seem to shine, right? And that's when right. we usually get yeah. coaches and get help. Um, but you've proved that you're capable. You now, you've that you're been capable. able to accumulate this education. You've been able to accumulate this status. You've been able to accumulate these degrees or this wealth. Um, you've been able to, you know, get have an amazing marriage or survive a tragic, you know, occurrence in your life. But this, you gonna let this cookie take you out? <laughs> Cookie taking them out the game. You like don't let this, this fruit yeah. loop milkshake <laughs> and these ramen noodle flavor Pringles oh, take oh, you yeah. out. Oh yeah. Oh that yeah. That ca- that can't be life. Nah, yeah. Don't it, let it that be. <laughs> don't let that be your last word. Don't let ramen noodles get the best yeah. of you. I'm yeah. Yeah. Don't let that be it. Don't let them win. Don't. Yeah. If you a boss, stay a boss. If that... you a boss, stay a boss. Yeah. I mean, be a boss. Twenty, just not nine to five, but be a boss from five to ten. Yeah, you are. You know, in control. that second shift to be a boss there too, because um, that's when you really thrive. Hundred percent. One hundred per. I love it. Um, as always, guys, if you're in the market to get healthy um, with regard to psychological and emotional health, physical health, if you're in the market to get off of medications, if you're in the market to feel better and confident in your own skin, if you're in the market to lose some weight, if you um, are in a place where your business or your career needs to thrive, but you can't seem to because you're not thriving, then reach out and get Professionally Fit at www.professionallyfit.co. That's also where you can go to get this and all past episodes. And guys, listen, if you are in the um, Metro Detroit area, I'll be speaking about how to make your health non-negotiable next Saturday, July 22nd. Um, in Ham Tramic at the D-Loft. So you can go to professionallyfit.co. Um, I have it up on the website. You can get tickets there. You can also go to the non-negotiable series. It's a event on Facebook as well. Um, and I'll be speaking right there at the non-negotiable series, which I'm super excited about. I'll be sharing the stage with a couple of other professionals. We'll all be talking about how to get non-negotiable in a certain area of your life, which I'm super excited about. Um, finally, Um, online and uh, personal training and nutritional coaching is available at Professionally Fit. If you are not in the Metro Detroit area, we have clients all over the U.S. We have clients in Texas. We have clients in Pittsburgh. We uh, service you wherever you are. So if you are a super busy professional but need this guidance and are still interested in becoming professionally fit, please reach out to us at professionallyfit.co. We build your workouts for you. You are still under the guise of a certified personal trainer. We build you live workouts on a regular and continuous basis to be done from wherever you are. And that includes our curriculum-based nutritional coaching. So go ahead and do yourself a favor and get professionally fit. Until next time, be well. Peace.